Welcome to the Draft Doctors Fantasy Footy Podcast with your hosts, John Crockett, Steve Fizz, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. I'm your host, Stevie Fizz, and all I can say is thank God we got rid of that hopeless loser. Uh, of course, I'm not talking about ScoMo, I'm talking about Leon Cameron, he's finally gone, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's all over, but... Uh, another huge, huge weekend in football, as they say on all the football, real football shows. Uh, but Jono, your miss is about to pop. That's all I can imagine you're thinking about right now. No, I'm just trying to get my last beers in, to be honest. Like, cause for the next couple of weeks, it's just going to be like dry July. Just not going to drink too much. Let's see how the baby settles in. And then I'll uh, find a day where to um, get back on it. And as Dan Andrews says, get on the beers. But good to be here. And, and very the excited. Old, very excited. When the show the drops, I'll be... The baby's head. When the show drops, I'll probably be on my way to hospital come Monday. Dear, dear God. Dear God. Um, and Cam, uh, the Greens Greens really did well up in Queensland. Uh, you must be shattered. Shattered? No, I'm happy. Uh, Max Chandler Mathers, my, my boy. But also, uh, with that intro, Steve, I thought you were about to say Stato. We're glad that we've got rid of Stato. <laughs> no, um, no, Stato's in uh, mourning, obviously. The UAP didn't. Yeah, do as well as he <laughs> hoped. Um, um, hey, John, how's your your first boy, your first uh, son going, Tom Lynch? He's good, very good. Sure. Fucking eight disposals, four shots on goal, and for four behinds, and um, pings a hammy. Thanks, dickhead. Wow, it's there you go. Hmm. There's no love in this. They're just numbers to me. Like, just you fuck me over, you're out. You're out. He's in the pool this week. Wow, Thanks for baby Crockett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just numbers. Just a number. <laughs> just two feeds. Should have been three. Damn possible uh, possible nom- nomination for the Amber Heard Award uh, this week. <laughs> oh, there's been many this week, and they're all in my team. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, make sure you check out the articles on the website Monday, Wednesday, and either Thursday or Friday, whenever that last one comes out. Uh, absolutely smashing it, the boys. And thank you very much for uh, checking out the show this year. Our numbers are skyrocketing. And all I can say it's because of John Jarrett's penis. Pretty much. It's nothing else. Nothing else. Um, what did we notice this week? Uh, boys, I was obviously at a farm stay with no reception in the inferior rat. So people might think I got along and checked out our son since they were uh, in, in the inferior. I did not because I couldn't imagine going to a football game. That hellscape uh, doesn't really suit me. But I did notice key defenders against Melbourne uh, have been absolutely hot fire the last couple of weeks. And we got in the group chat and went, ha, 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 imagine playing Aiden Core. Julie knocks out like... A squillion points and and um, well you know well, what was that, funny that happened. I actually watched like a quarter and a half of that game. They were kicking it directly to him. It's just like yeah, it's like fuck you, draft doctors. We're going to prove you wrong and just yeah. <laughs> well, it's so it, well everyone proves us wrong at all junctions. Um, but as a Whitfield owner, this is mm. I just want to talk about this real quickly. Um, as a Whitfield owner, I found it so liberating not to. Because, not to have to field him. I went to the pool. I picked up Lockie Young. I picked up Liam Baker. They just knocked out really serviceable scores. I didn't have to watch Lockie Whitfield chut out another 67 points. Like, it was so liberating. And I'm like, man, what? Just that that draft capital. He was my round three pick. And it was like, it's sunken cost. And um, 
eh, we might just move forward with that sort of scenario happening. Mm. What did you boys notice, Cam? I mean, on the GWS topic, right, so that was probably the one that everyone wanted to see what happened with McVeigh's first game after Leon Cameron uh, went out. And there was probably, again, small sample of data, but probably a couple of changes that I noticed. The main one was the rejigging of their defence. So Elliot, one of the Himmelbergs, Mm. which is it Elliot? No, No. the other one, Harry. Oofed, the inferior Himmelberg. Played in defence after playing as a key forward for pretty much his whole career and popped out a decent score. Callum Ward switched to half-back, which he's done at times through the year, but he played the full game there. Um, Adam Kennedy uh, played in defence as well. He's been playing on the wing the last few weeks. Brander obviously came in the team, played in the other wing. uh, And from a defensive perspective, all those changes seem to have an impact on Isaac coming. Not... I think it might have been circumstantial and too many cooks uh, in that kitchen sort of thing, but it was just something to be conscious of. There were other minor changes like, you know, cogs in the guts and actually hunting the ball, but the main thing was that defence completely got rejigged. They they played West Coast. It was on, like, easy mode in AFL 99. Just tap it down to your midfielder, kick inside 50, mark, goal, and repeat. Correct. Correct. But, I mean, the, on the flip side, West Coast scored their highest score in a long time, right? So GWS. They're, they're only one-way runners. They don't defend. We all know that. Yeah. It, it is, again, small sample of data, but I don't know, something to look into. I did want to touch on Cogs now that you bring him up. Because I saw a lot of victory laps on Twitter, uh, mostly for salary cap people, holding him. Toronto's out of the team. Yep. Yeah. Lockie Ash is out of the team, mm, who yep. sucks up a lot of... CBAs, they've played a bunch of witches' hats. Like, if there's massive sentiment around Cogs, should, should people be trying to sell high? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Or is it's it just a, like good news if you're a Cogs owner? It's a bold person to sell high at him. But it really depends on what Taranto does when he comes back in the team. So he had 32 disposals, four marks, four tackles, a good mix of handballs and kicks, and he played. Like, his heat map is right in the centre. Well, they've got the laydown Mazette next week against Brisbane at the Gabba GWS, so that's fine. Laydown Mazette? I'm actually going to that game. Uh, so I get to, to watch him for real. Imagine going to a game. Yeah, imagine being in the same suburb as a, a team, your favourite team, no less, and not getting along. Speaks to the volumes of what going to an AFL match is actually like. Jono, <laughs> what did you notice? A uh, couple of things. First one was, we've always spoken about it, is the recovery from the ACLs uh, from players. Like we've seen this year, especially Sicily and Jared Witts, you know, well, there was always a bit of speculation about how they return coming back from those injuries. But both of them actually really just knocking it out of the park this year, especially Witts with all the Ruckman injuries is probably the number one Ruckman. Uh, we've seen Gorn playing forward a lot, really affecting his scores, Grundy down, obviously. Rightly O'Brien can't even get a game for crying out loud. So um, he would have been a late, a very late pick in your draft. Probably that um, R2 bench cover sort of thing. So you've done really well there if you've picked him up. And Sicily, I was sceptical on what his role was going to be this year. I mean, we've seen Jaff, Day, Scrimshaw, uh, Hardwick had a good year last year. But it was there. I thought... They might have swung him as that key forward role, but 
Um, with Lewis and Kaczynski playing, he just slotted down back and just been lapping up all all that loose ball. And it seems like there's been a bit of a freaky Friday moment in the AFL. We've seen David Swallow and Patrick Dangerfield swap bodies. Now, what is... <laughs> David Swallow's gone from Jag to Awesome, and Paddy Dangerfield's gone to Jag Central. It's absolutely amazing. I think it's been the last two or three weeks that it's happened, and it's just absolutely craziness uh, what can happen in the AFL. One, one of my mates um, loves to have a, a bit of a punt on the weekends, and he's he's gone, oh, yeah, I've got Paddy D for 25-plus. I'm like, oh, I don't think he's done that all year, mate. I, I think he's well off the money. Yeah, he's he's... Cooked. He's washed. I mean, completely washed. Came off with the calf complaint. Had the soft tissues last year. Thirty-three, I'm going to say thirty-four, maybe. He, so before he got injured, though, we were talking in the group chat about potential nomination for the uh, ball adjacency award because I think he'd had six touches to halftime. Mm. It's a uh, tough times. Yeah, and I didn't see the game, but. Connor Rosie's season, is that dead? Did he get a role change? I didn't see that one. Oh, it's a it's a weird season for it's a like Connor Rosie's season might just be up and down. Like that could be what Connor Rosie's season is. Right? A bit like the whole court midfield mix. Because Ken does like yeah. to throw the well, magnets around. He he's had twenty two disposals. So Again, I didn't see it. I just yeah, I just saw the, I, the poor I didn't score. see it either. Obviously because so, mm. I was incommunicado, but Twenty-two disposals. That to me doesn't sound like he's dead. It's just had one mark, one tackle. Yeah. Um, the ancillary stats aren't there. Obviously, Johnny, you're probably looking at super coach. He's only had the forty-six. So, yeah, um, I think you know, not a great score there. But I, I don't think it's dead at all. But it's again with it with something like that where they threw Connor Rosie in the middle and then they won fucking games, right? Mm. Now they've lost. It's such an easy thing to switch that player back out. Mm. Uh, so that's probably the the thing I'd consider there. Yeah, and it was like I would have thought it would just. I watched most of the game, and it was a game that would have suited tackles. Like, it was really messy. It, it, the ball was, you know, it wasn't really a kick mark gameplay going on. It was just kind of moving forward. Um, and so someone like you know Butters had four tackles, Wines had four tackles, um, whatever. The, Trent Dumont had a couple as well. I think there's. He's probably just had a bad game, maybe. Yeah, yeah but it, it's a good point you raised, John, about those guys coming off the ACL. Well, I mean, Sicily probably weren't super down. I was massively down on wits. I was like, I'm not going to have a bar of it. And, man, he's been just lights out. So Yeah. And playing I mean, against potentially a ruckless Hawthorne next week with um, uh, Max Lynch copter whacking the mush uh, against Brisbane Lions. <laughs> So I don't know who's their backup ruckman and the backup of the backup. Is Ned Reed Ned Reeves nah, coming back like anytime soon? Shoulder man, it was like a long long term, it's like ten weeks. I don't think he's miles away from the sounds of it. I'll check into it. Okay. Yeah, you check in. I, I don't think he'd be right though, but he Whew. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe hey, maybe there's a great opportunity for people to uh pick up uh, a, a defender or forward who's going to get all that ruck time, a la Darcy Cameron, who mm. can't stop pumping out tons. Well, but, unless Mason Cox had to go down first because Cameron was parked deep forward. Stuff well, it still, it still, it still happened. It, it still happened, happen, Chano. <laughs> um, that's a shame, man. 
We are recording whilst this uh, Collingwood and Fremantle game is, and uh, have they become fraudmantle? They have. I mean, it doesn't rain in Perth, and two weeks in a row they've caught the rain. Just that's all it is. They're only sixteen points down now, so we'll see how they go. Uh, waiver wires. What do you got, Jono? Uh, I've got. Oh, I'm going to start. I'll start. You mentioned him before. Got Liam Baker. Um, Kill kicked it in the dick the other night. Um, Nick Newman. We saw Zach Williams go down. If you got the bit of a shallower league, um, seemed to get a bit of a bump there on the weekend. Nick Newman uh, scored. I think ninety four, ninety five. Super coach. Uh, as well, uh, Kitty Coleman, 79% ownership, uh, knocked out the ton in Supercoach and 80-odd AFL Fantasy. Bailey Scott's been doing pretty well the last couple of weeks. We know Aaron Hall's coming back. Well, I think he was supposed to be available this week, but... Um, yeah, he's, Put, he's pushed back until after the bye, actually. Okay, so that'd be another two or yeah. three weeks, maybe. Yeah. So he's been 76% ownership. Um, I'm still a bit keen on Lockie Ash. Because on Leon Cameron's farewell game, he was sort of playing a wing half-back role. So, um, didn't actually pump out a massive score, but it was still a usable score. Has the uh, mid-forward, uh, mid-defender status, so coming up to the buy rounds could be usable there. And in your deeper leagues, I had Ed Richards. He's just been absolutely killing it the last couple of weeks. Played probably his best game ever against the Suns on the weekend. Um, Dougal Howard's been doing pretty good. For the for the Saints as well came back in, and Callum Wilkie turned up the last couple of weeks, especially in your Super Coach game. He's just been absolutely smashing it. And if you need someone over the buys, I don't know his first name, but his last name's Saligo. Um, Jake, I think. Okay, yeah, young young. <laughs> all the Saligos in the league. You could have said any name, and I would have gone, "Yep, no worries." <laughs> yeah. Um. Been pretty handy. Come back in for he's only played a couple of games. His first game he was in as a sub and just did nothing. But having a red hot crack now, him and Haley probably keeping Matt Crouch out of that team as well. Um, even though Crouch did have thirty six odd disposals in the uh, Sandful, but majority of them are handball. So Saligo and Haley, if they're still floating around, I'll be looking at them. I think um, Matt Crouch, Nick's came out and said that he's probably next week. Um, they, for some reason, they didn't want to play him this week, but yeah, he's, uh, he's probably on the way back in. Oh, and for super coach, yeah. look for Charlie Dixon, kicked about three or four in the sandful as well. Very good, Cam. I had, uh, Haley as well, Baker. Uh, Baker's one that really just pisses me off because you, he, his scores look good and then you pick him up and play him and he drops a massive turd. Um, and now would be the right time to pick him up and receive said said turd, right? Because he's had, uh, I think, 88. Well, uh, I, pi- I picked him up this week because I read uh, the stream team on Friday, Ooh, Cam. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. But he does Thanks, still uh, have that halfback role. So that that would be the main one, right? So he's looking all right. Uh, deeper leagues, I'd probably, geez, it's, I think Ed Richards, probably, you're right, Jono. Lachlan Young, still 43%, with Aaron Hall out for that next two to three. He's averaging 85 over his last three, and it's not like 60, 60, 100 or whatever to get to 85. It's 82, 85, 89 or something. So he's, he's pretty consistent. Um, Callum Wilkie as well, I kind of don't feel good about 
that one. I think they've had favorable matchups for defense in the last three. Uh, and I think his average is probably more reflective of uh, where he's at, which is about 69 from memory uh, instead of the 80 last 85 last three that he's got at the moment, 83 last three. Uh, and another one not to feel good about, but you've got to consider Sean Lemons again, 12%. Ugh, 76, 84, 86 for his last three. I don't know. Probably not something you'd want to waste a waiver on unless you're desperate. Yeah, fair enough, boys. I've got all those guys. Sam Berry's still 82%, so he might be floating around in the shallower leagues. Uh, he hasn't scored worse than 81 in his last four. Just the nine tackles again? Just, hey, sustainable. Things are very sustainable, Cam. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I think you, like Haley, I picked him up this week. I had to drop him just because of injuries. But 63%, midfielder getting all that time. You really got to, I, I can't see you go past it. Even if um, Matt Crouch comes back, I think you really probably have to take the punt on him at, at this point in the year. The, the last one I got, and it's probably a deeper one, Jack Rewalt, uh 27% ownership. He's averaged 77 over his last five, and that's not with a real big bump game. Tom Lynch potentially missing. You sort of spoke about Jono. Might not have the easiest run coming forward, but he's he's putting serviceable scores together, so uh, you could do worse. They got the Swans this weekend, and we saw Charlie Kerno. I thought... You did, I, I, you did didn't you? Like, um... I had I thought it wasn't a plus matchup, but he just tore him to shreds. I mean, I know the big age difference, but um, Revolt does still play that lead up forward, uh, marking forward, and can snag him. So uh, I don't know if it's here or there, but if it's a smaller ground, plenty of room at the SCG. Good opportunity to pick him up. I like it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a plus matchup, but um, again with the matchup chart, like these things happen, right? Just because yeah. it's not a plus match up doesn't mean someone can't have a great game or mm-hmm. um, someone gets hold of a, a particular matchup in the real football. Uh, trade targets, who we got? Uh, you're going to have my Tom Lynch. I'm shipping him. Get fucked. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good advertisement, mate. You just, uh, you're selling him really well. Yeah. Do you reckon uh, Paddy Cripps is an option? Has it to really. Buy. To buy. Hasn't really done a lot the last couple of weeks. Would people the tags, would have, owners... the tags are hitting? Is the the thing? So this week, Callum Mills tagged him in the first half before being released. Neither of them scored well in that time. Mm. Um, I mean, people got frustrated. You'd, you'd have to pony up still, but he could be someone. Maybe Nick this week if he does it again, people get frustrated and, and looking to ship him. You could. Bundle up a two for one as we as we like to do here, but I'm not really in the market for anything. I'm not really looking. He's um he's probably not a player I'd really want to pony up for because I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like mm. he was extremely extremely good in the first, and I know he can do that for for stretches. Obviously, being down the last couple, but when he, he's such a contested beast, um. Because he he relies on that facet of the game when it when it's not working for him he I just think he struggles to to find outside ball and Carlton have enough good outside players that he doesn't he doesn't need to to win in that area so and you, you might be able to pick him up cheap 
has right, spent time might. forward with uh, McKay yeah. out as well. Yeah, it's interesting. Cam? Uh, I'd probably be looking at one of either Justin McInerney, maybe Errol Goulden or James Rowbottom. Just the the JPK hamstring injury didn't look great on the weekend. And even though he's been sort of a non-factor, um, he's clogging up a wing position for most of the year. And I, I think, or even Ollie Florent potentially uh, might even be on your waivers, to be honest. But those types may see a little bit of a bump. I wouldn't think it's going to change the CBA attendance because JPK just hasn't been there. But if it's someone who's going to be around the ball on the wing, it's probably one of those guys and they probably might see a bump. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I reckon a nice little buy option is Travis Boak. Uh, have had a... yeah, I looked at that. What, what are you thinking? Oh, it's just a tough run of games, uh, like tough run of form. Uh, so you're probably getting him at a discount. Obviously got Essendon coming up pretty Tasty matchup. Richmond, uh, they might not win the match, but it's a good matchup for midfielders if he is indeed playing that role. They got the Suns thereafter. So it's just a nice little uh short term run for, for a guy like Boke who's who's um been pretty good. So I might look at look at that. He he also I think he's been playing a lot more forward in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. there's a you know, sneaky who knows, sneaky DPP eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, to be honest, that's the part that I don't don't like. But um, again, yeah. still had twenty five touches on the weekend. That's and, and I think a loss tells a story about about where you're really at. So we'll we'll see what happens going forward there. Anyway, mm. John Jarrett, Junk Time, the People's Award, Nick Martin. Yeah, the people nominated. Yeah, this it's week. amazing. It's it's hard to go against Nick Martin. Because we had a nomination. Mm. Uh, we've just had Forked Hawks say, surely Nick Martin is this week's junk chunk. Ch- ch- 44 in the last quarter, 11 in the first quarter, 6 in the second, and 4 oh. AFL Fantasy in the third. <laughs> that is serious. That is an impressive piece of junk. Yeah. Blixar's not too far behind. He had 42 in the last. Um, and I don't know if you, if you really want to do it. Jack Darling went from... Had 36 in the last quarter to finish off with at 65. No. Nick no, Martin. It's got to be Nick Martin. Yeah. Nick Martin. The people Nick demand Martin. it. Absolutely. Uh, we need more John Jarrett on the timeline. It's uh, We love to see it. Uh, the ball adjacent player of, <laughs> of the Ooh. week. How long has this pod got? <laughs> uh, I've, I've got, uh, I want to say uh, the X-Man with his two disposal game, but it's got to be Matt Rowe. Six touches? Was that Six? six? I didn't. I saw you. I know you shit, but I didn't see you six touch. Man, he looked better than that. Mm. I watched that game. He actually looked better for. Was, wow. Okay. Levi, can you go, Levi? Some oh, had oh. fifty-six inside fifties for seven possessions and a hundred percent time on ground. Oof. It is a good matchup too. Mm. I wouldn't mind a bit of Ben Long for this one. Ben Long, one kick, three handballs. Three frees against for a score of 12. People are playing Matt Rowe, though. That yeah, true. it's true. I'm so glad that I didn't go for that I still don't, option. I, I don't understand how people are playing Matt Rowe at this I played point. him Matt Rowe. <laughs> you got That is dire scenes. Well, it was yeah. him or Trent Cotchin. Trent Cotchin. 
That, that's the correct answer, unfortunately. It was, with a 69 points. He did. Yeah. It would have been very nice. How, how does the X-Men have 71 Supercoach points from two possessions and 15 that's, hit-outs? That's what I asked. That's I, that Every hit-out must you know have gone like, straight just, down someone's throat. Murdoch Media took a massive shellacking on Saturday night. They're just like, nah, fuck it. We're just going to make scores up like we normally do. But this time, even worse. They lost by... Who is the X-Man? Tristan Cherry. Oh, Cherry. Right, right, right. They lost by eight goals and outscored Melbourne in Supercoach. (laughs) How does that reflect the game? How? It's just Murdoch spinning a wheel. Ah, fuck you, bastards. Anyone defending Supercoach as being reflective of the game at that point. (laughs) You're on drugs. Really. Um, anyway, Twitter questions. Hmm. Do we have Steve any heard? Oh, did you want to do an Amber Heard? Tom Lynch. Amber Heard. No, Jai Simpkin. Fuck him and fuck him right to hell. He scored 85 in Dream Team. Yeah, but Super Coach, that was 33 with his eight clangers. They make it up, <laughs> Johnny. We've already established that's fake news. Yeah, eight clangers though, from 16 disposals. Great ratios. I'd give it to Adam Chera. Yeah. Like 50. Oh, actually, Zach Bailey, 35. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a shit on the bed. And they kicked 100 points as well. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Zach Bailey. Hmm. Uh, Steve says, what do you call a player who turns up when your team doesn't need it and chokes when it does? Liam Baker. Mm. My mm. fantasy football team. Yeah, I'd call it a Darcy Byrne Jones. Oh, that's good. That's good. Ninja, buy strategy for keeper league that plays through the buyers worth trying to raid waivers and risk losing a bench op- an option to get the W. Oh, always go for the W. I mean, it, it is like a free-for-all at the buffet. Like, people are dropping players left, right, and center to get uh, players playing. So you might be able to snag a semi-decent, like like a, uh, who's averaging 90? Dion Presti. I say Dion Presti's averaging 90. You might be able to jag him off the wave of wire. In a and, keeper? Oh, no, I, I was a keeper, was it? Um, I, I reckon it's a better time to trade than raid the wave of wire. It's easier, like, usually if you're proposing a trade, people are like, oh, what are you... That, you know, this used car salesman's coming up and trying to sell me some shit. But now, with the buys, you can basically run the narrative, oh, I need to diversify my team. <laughs> so I'm looking for X type of player. And then it, it you know, adds a better narrative to it. I think. Help me help you, Cam. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty, Cam Spurner asks, is it possible that Cam actually really loves all sorts of dolls and was projecting maybe Cam Oof. wants to have a big old doll party with Stato? I mean, wants to. Lock it in for the next uh, listener event. Let's uh, The next live draft is dull draft. I don't know. That's terrible. Let's not do that. Let's not. How do we edit edit this? No. Edit. <laughs> Ollie asks, how can we work out potential DPP additions without champion data? For fuck's sake. Hmm. Watch every game and count the minutes they're playing in that position. But Murdoch uh, is releasing an article every week on D- 
DPP candidates and the percent up and down. Yeah, but it's behind a paywall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you still writing for them, Cam? Or is that or is that finished? Well, I got some... Yeah! <laughs> there we go. There it is. The truth. But I certainly out. didn't reinvest that in a subscription. <laughs> no. Well, I mean... I think the starting the starting positions are probably a good spot to start, um, but it's it's we're kind of into guesswork. I'd follow Fantasy Freak on Twitter. He'll, he'll occasionally tweet out percentages. Obviously, follow the uh, the traders. Those boys um, have more knowledge about the subject than us, and, and they'll put out articles and, and certainly listen to the pod. And there'll be some useful tidbits there with in regards to DPP. So I'd have a look I at that, Ollie. I find just on Twitter, whenever, you know, the traders or, you know, anyone from the Supercoach community posts, who do we think is going to get DPP, the answers are the best source of information because it's that you, you sort of have to take out the ones where they're just trying to get their own player mentioned, but when there's consistently, you know, Bontempelli, 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 you're like, well, maybe he's up for it. Yeah, absolutely. Bailey yeah. Smith. Yeah, filter out the crap. Uh, filter out the hope and just and just work with what you know. Yeah. Alex asks Bailey Williams wing roll. Should we buy? Is this a DOS burner? DOS burner. It Dos- has to be. DOS was drunk on Saturday night and in the group chat was just putting all sorts of shit up. So I think he's created a burner. And, um, go away, DOS. It was victory lap for Redmond and a victory lap for Bailey. And guess Williams. what? Redmond's was... got a one week suspension. So choke <laughs> on that. <laughs> But, uh, Tough times. Do you buy it? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I probably wouldn't. Suns are a pretty good outside matchup. Uh, Two weeks in a row, sure. though. Who do they have? Who do they have next week? West Coast. Oh, yeah. Pick him up. Yeah. Whew. Tough scenes. Roland Bailey Williams out. Anyway, Forked Hawk. Surely Nick Martin is this week's John Jarrett Junk Time winner. Yes, you got it, Forked. Liz, want to hold for a forward? Hold Jack Billings in hopes of DPP come round 12 or 18 or hold Jack Zeeble in the hope hope for a role change back to the defence. Jeez, what's the option C? Go to the pool and see. There's better options in the pool. So Billings, um, <clears throat> after last week's show, the week before, Hef hit me up and he's like, Cam Billings was on the wing like the whole game. He lined up almost the entire um, game on the wing. Oh, didn't I say that? Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, but I'm looking for a reputable source. Ah, fair enough. Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't think he's a chance for DPP. No. I couldn't imagine Jack Zebel getting a role change back to the defence at this point either. Absolutely not. No. Not with Lockie Young doing well there. Yeah, your best option is probably going to be hit to the waivers, um, stream, Sam Berry, etc., etc. Uh Miller time has Jono's Tom Lynch victory lap finally ended. Yes and no. <laughs> Pack and send. Uh, Keeper League trade value for Rob, Dangerfield, Burns. Whew, rip my mentions. And Warple. So let's go through them. Keeper League trade value for Riley O'Brien. Hmm. Oh, geez, he's an interesting one. So he had 170-odd in the twos. I don't know if you saw that, but... Uh, so a Khan was... Fine in the ones as well, so I don't know. Value. I'll give you Tim Kelly, Dylan Shield. I wouldn't have thought he was huge value because he's kind of old already, kind of 
middling. Like mm. he's never been a standout. He's better than the pool. Well, that's why I give you a, a Tim Kelly or a Dylan Shield. Mm. Yeah. So Strakan, uh, like just looking at Strakan's numbers, right? He had 19 hitouts. He was against Rowan Marshall and Ryder, um, and Ryder, and they combined for 45 by the looks. Hey, Tim English built a career on not getting hit outs. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's... I don't know, mm. low. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it was high, but who knows. Uh, Dangerfield, what's his keeper league value? Oh, zero. That'd be dust, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Burnsy. Who's this? Your mate, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Can't be uh, high. <laughs> Can't be high. <laughs> I've got like a half a packet of lollies here that I could... I'd, he'd be in the pool. Yeah. Has to be yeah. in the pool. Uh, the pool. And Warple. Warple's an interesting one. Yeah. Jeez. Do you know what? In a keeper league, I'd stash Warple because if Sam Mitchell goes, well, O'Meara and Tom Mitchell, you're no good to me anymore. See you later. Then it'd be around Warple and Newcomb, that midfield, wouldn't it? I just don't know that he's any good, mate. That's my problem. <laughs> well, like, he can't kick too. the ball. He can't kick yeah. it. Yeah. Neither, uh, neither could Trent Koch and what, he won what, a what was, what was Luke Dunstan's value? Wait, was he one for this as well? No, I'm just saying, like, ah. someone who, who can win the ball at will if they have the right role, but they're clearly not the first option. Mm. Mm. Here's a stopgap. Yeah. Can't be high. Uh, Aaron asks, I'm a baker owner. Do I start doing a dance on my enemy's graves yet? <sighs> Brutal. But yes. Go for it. That will. That, that is just the... But that I brings not bad be luck. Confident. Don't do that. Don't for sure. It. You're going to start dancing and someone's going to, like, as soon as he goes badly next week, you'll cop it. But that's, what, not worth the risk. that's what fantasy footy's all about. Take the victory laps while you've got them. Absolutely. Oh. Dano, who would win this fight? A um, hundred men or more, or the rains down in Africa? The rains down in Africa, because when they come, they are brutal, and they will fuck shit up. Hey, Pards asks, Dangerfield a chance for DPP? For forward status, obviously. <sighs> who cares? Yeah, I, wouldn't, I still wouldn't touch him if he got forward status. Fuck, wild scenes. Um, Major, Major Van Bam, how did the big straw play Kieran worth a pickup? Who loses out when Hall back? What? <laughs> Mate, I'm just reading the I'm just reading the tweets. I'm not an interpreter. They're definitely, they're definitely all words. But um, yeah. let me decipher yeah. that. Yahoo <laughs> Serious Film Festival. I know what those words. <laughs> Uh, if you if you need a ruck, Strakhan's probably going to be the best on your waiver, but he could get dropped at any minute. Would be the uh, what I'd be challenged with. And then who's the other one? Uh, who loses out when Aaron Hall's back? Ooh. It's I think it's going to end up being Elmac to the wing, like they tried last week. Uh, Actually, Atu would be out though, wouldn't he? Did he even play this week? Yeah, I believe he did. I agree with Cam. If it was a relevant player. Yeah. Uh, Atu was the sub. 
Mage Van Bam also asks, any Dutton-style players out there ready to knife anyone? And I reckon Luke Dunstan, no, <laughs> just sure. to get a game. He's already knifed <laughs> James Harms, so he's done it already. Yeah, he's got Harms and Viney was out as well, right? So he's taken them apart bit by bit to get up the pecking order. <laughs> I think it's one thing, just to go off topic of section, it's, it's always one of the things I find really interesting is like when guys come in, because like, I'm a big NFL fan, guys come in and they're competing for a job and they're like, yeah, I want to take this job. I want this job. This is mine because they know they'll mm. get paid good money, obviously. Mm. But they still have to be part of the same team. In AFL, you don't really hear, I want that. They might go, I want that role, but it's it, it's a bit friendlier. I'll put it that way. A bit, probably more internal it happens. But AFL not being as flamboyant as the NFL and as arrogant, um, I think it does. I think it would happen. You're probably not talking about $10 million you might, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think it would happen internally. That's a good point, John. We don't hear about it. Um, And Liz also asks, is LDU an option in a shallow league? Back-to-back tons. He's been doing pretty good. Yeah, he looked pretty good. Especially against Melbourne. Yeah, I was worried he'd um, come back to the pack a bit with all the the players coming back into the, the Midfield, but uh, 93% TOG. Yeah, saw that. Seven marks, six tackles, 27 disposals. You love to the see death, it. The death of Hugh Greenwood, who we all thought was going to kill it. And no, we didn't. It. We didn't. We didn't think that. No, no one thought that. Maybe just me then. Oh, it was never me, man. I'm. Whew. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just had him as the um, the Cunnington role, just as the, um, the bull the enforcer in that midfield. Well, I think he is. The problem is he's extremely limited in what he can do. Like, 10 contested that, possessions, yeah. uh, 10 disposals. Yeah. I understand that, but I suppose he's a Cunnington 2.0. Oh, I don't think he's a Ben Cunnington's asshole. Like, he's he's nowhere near it. Mm. I didn't have said 2.0 in a good way. I think it's slander. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that'll wrap it up. Mrs. Fizz has given me the stink eye from Oof. across the room. Because you record at the worst time of night. Because we record at the worst time of night. Yes. Getting the hate. Uh, because that's when the kids go to bed. Absolutely. That's when I, yep, I cop it as well. And I'm Good sure day. I will cop it as well. Well, not, not for the first year. Not for the first year. Yeah, you'll be you'll be home free. Anyway, thanks listeners for tuning in uh, for that show. We'll be back next week with more of the same. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.